this edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, making the world healthier and greener one day at a time. Good morning, I'm Dr. Claudia. You're listening to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Thank you for tuning in. Have you ever wondered how you could live a life of your dreams? Do fairy tales really happen? Have you ever thought that the grass is greener on the other side of the street? Well, this week we will learn how to manifest the life of your dreams. But before I introduce you to this week's guest, let's get started with a short exercise. I want you to close your eyes and picture your life as it will be when you have everything you desire and everything you want to manifest. What does your day look like? Who is there? What do you eat? How do you play? How does it feel to witness yourself in these states? The more clearly you can see things, the more you will believe they are possible. So now that you're all excited and ready to jump right in, this week's guest is all the way from Australia, Jordana Levin, and she is joining us to talk about her book, Make It Happen, and her other book, Higher Love. So thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I am so excited about it because I believe that every day we do struggle and not always struggle, but we do really hope and try to make the life of our dreams. Okay, so I read your book, Make It Happen, and I loved every single page. The first chapter, you talk about manifestation equation. So I thought we would start with that. Can you tell us what that is and how it works? Yeah, I came up with the manifestation equation because I'd always been really interested in manifestation, but I found that a lot of the teachings that were out there were missing some key components. And I think if anyone's tried manifestation in the past and it hasn't really worked out for them, there's probably a good reason why. I came up with the equation which goes like this, thoughts plus feelings plus actions, plus faith, equals manifestation. And it's only when all four parts of that equation are working together that manifestation becomes easeful. And I found with the teachings that were sort of out there and had been circulating with films and movies like The Secret, sorry, films and books like The Secret, were that they were actually missing the action component. And that's the role that you play in manifestation and manifestation really is about taking ownership of your own future. I love that and that is such a strong and powerful statement taking ownership of your own future. So in my private practice I treat so many people who are in a cycle of negative self-talk and they find it difficult, they find it impossible to find health and happiness. Is it possible that they are actually manifesting this? I have to be so careful when I answer this question because I do think that there are physical ailments that we have in life that we haven't necessarily manifested, you know. Right. But I do think I do think that for a lot of dis ease, so not necessarily disease, but dis ease that we have in our lives that's related to stress, that's related to staying in toxic environments, that's related to to not living a life that we're proud to live, that yeah, a lot of illness can come from that. And I do think that we have the ability to lead happier and healthier lives by addressing our thoughts, 
being conscious of our feelings, taking actions towards the things that we want to create in our life, and having a deep sense of faith in ourselves, but also something greater than us. That is so true. And you're right about that. And sometimes our thoughts, our thoughts are really important, really powerful. So let's talk a little bit about thoughts, though they are meaningless on their own, and yet they are so powerful. So let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah, so (laughs) there was a study done at Michigan State University that found that 85% of our thoughts are untrue, especially the thoughts that we have about ourselves. And then a huge chunk of our thoughts, it's about, it's about the same percentage, about 85%, are actually just repeats of the thoughts that we had yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. So thoughts on their own really are not enough to be creating our um, intentions, our manifestations. And I think for a long time, you know, the, the, the tagline around manifestation was thoughts become things. And that's a lot of pressure for people to think that everything that they're thinking in their head is going to come true. And also, they've probably noticed that a lot of it doesn't. So, in saying that, I do think that thoughts are very powerful because if we're having a string of thoughts that pulls us out of alignment with the things that we want to create in our life, we do have the power to change those thoughts to be in alignment with the things that we want to create. And so that makes a lot of sense. So it's it's about kind of like making your thoughts work for you, so to speak, right? Where you're kind of pooling the good ones together and realizing ones that are going to serve you and the ones that aren't. I love that. Yeah. A really good example of that would be, you know, if somebody wants to meet uh, a partner and that's their intention and they're very clear about that, but all their thoughts are constantly, I'm never going to meet anyone there's no one good out there, I'm going to be alone forever. Those thoughts are pulling you further away from the thing that you want to create in your life. So it's just about a little shift in your thought pattern. That is such a great example. And it's a great way to kind of rearrange your thoughts and kind of reverse the conversation with yourself. And that brings me to my next point, because it kind of ties in with the law of vibration, because to me, this is such a fascinating concept. So we've all had the experience when you kind of just vibe with somebody um, or someone, and then sometimes you don't, right? And that's okay, too. So how and why does this work? Well, the law of vibration states that everything in the universe vibrates on its own frequency and that things with a similar frequency are drawn together. And when I say everything, I mean everything. So you, me, inanimate objects, everything. So everything. So when we're trying to um, manifest something, if we're, if we're thinking about the law of vibration in that, what we want to do is vibrate on a frequency that matches and is similar to the thing that we're trying to attract. And I think, you know, when you said before, there's those instances where you just don't vibe with somebody. I really just think it's not an energetic alignment, in in an energetic alignment for you. And that's that feeling of not really connecting with somebody. And that's okay. I feel like we all need to hear that sometimes that, you know, if you, you don't have to energetically vibrate the same as somebody else. It's okay, right? Absolutely. And we all have our own unique expression of who we are. And yeah, we can't possibly vibrate on the same frequency as everybody else. 
And I also love how you connect this to music as a way of changing your vibration. So I'll tell everybody a little secret about me. I use music in everything that I do. So when I'm at work, when I'm working in my rooms with patients, I always have music playing while I'm cooking, while I'm actually while I'm reading and doing stuff. I always have music going and it depends on my mood. I always play something that's either going to uplift me or either make me feel calm or change uh, my mood completely. I love this. Let's talk about why it works and how important it is to, you know, help you feel good, you know, and get rid of those bad feelings. Yeah, I'm the same. I, music is such a huge part of my life. Um, when I talk about vibrations, a, a really easy way to shift your vibration is through your emotions and through your feelings. And like you said, music is such a wonderful tool to change your emotional state, essentially. So if you think about, you know, when you're at home, perhaps you're in a little bit of a slump, the house needs to be cleaned and you've just got no energy to do it. And then you put on an uplifting song, some sort of motivational song, and your entire energy changes. You can feel that shifting vibration. And that's how powerful music can be. And even if it's just changing your mood, that's shifting the energy that's being emanated out. And that's such an important point because you really can kind of forget through music a moment, a thought, an experience. I love that. I use music all the time and I feel like it actually assists me in getting my patients better because we can kind of like get the music to set the tone for our session. I, I find it fascinating. Now, you yeah. said something at the very beginning that you said you have to own your future and your role in creating it. So I wanted to take a step back and talk about what this action is. In your book, you talk about take action. It takes action. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so manifestation is this really beautiful jump between action and surrender. And um, the action piece is the really important one. I think when it comes to manifestation, a lot of people are, are falling into the surrender piece really easily. Oh, I'll just ask the universe for it and, you know, it will come to me. But the action piece is the role that you play. So as important as it is to align your thoughts with what it is you want to manifest and feel the feelings that you want to feel in that manifestation, that stuff's really important. Actually taking conscious action steps towards your intention is also so vital. And I think in terms of universal energy, it shows the universe that you're in this as much as they are. You know, mm -hmm. you do your bit, I'll do mine. That's a really good point. You have to show the universe that you're as committed to manifesting the life of your dreams as the universe is to giving it to you. Let's talk money. So everyone wants to manifest more money. People <laughs> worry about money. They feel they'll never have enough. And it's like, and some people live in a mindset of lack. So how do we change this conversation? Yeah, look, I think with, no matter what it is you're trying to manifest, and money's a really good example, it really does come down to self-worth and self-belief. Um, you will find in the areas of your life where you have quite a high level of self-worth that manifestation is quite easy for you. You never sort of have to worry about creating things in that area. But in the areas of your life where you struggle, where your self-worth, your deservedness, your self-belief is low, you will struggle in those areas. And I think that money is such a prime example of that. If you have a scarce um, mentality or a lack mentality, 
you will find that it's really hard to create abundance. So it's about creating um, different belief systems around what it is that's limiting money coming into your life. I love that. And I think we you're right. We need to change that conversation and not think about not having enough, thinking about we have just enough. When we come back, higher love, everything you need to manifest more love. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Jordana Levin and I, author of Higher Love as well as Manifest Make It Happen, um, was talking to us about changing your mindset to change your life. It's an amazing thing to think about and to discuss. But in her latest book, Higher Love, you talk about personal vibration. So how does that affect attracting higher love to your life? Well, look, with that book, Higher Love, you know, it is a book about dating and relationships, but two-thirds of the book is about getting to know who you are and what lights you up and how you want to feel in love. And your personal vibration really is just a way to kind of um, evaluate who you are at your most authentic and aligned self. So what I get people to do, there's lots of exercises in the book around this, but the simplest thing is to think about when in your life, what moments in your life do you feel most like yourself? Those moments in your life, you'll probably notice your posture's pretty good, you speak with ease. You probably find, you know, it really easy to say funny or clever things. Um, You just feel most like yourself. And for a lot of people that's around certain family members or friends or when they're in certain environments. And then it's thinking about those moments in your life where you don't feel like that, where you feel like you struggle to be yourself where you feel like your posture is really bad and you stumble on your words and you just don't feel like you're a true reflection of who you are. And once you can kind of identify those two, it's about finding the things that make your vibration feel stronger and finding the things and, and observing the things that make your, your vibration feel weaker. And what we're trying to do is do more of the things that strengthen that personal vibration. Because when you take that strong vibration out into the dating scene, you're going to have so much more power within you to decipher whether the person you're looking at dating is the right person for you or not, and not slip into this pattern of, oh God, I hope they like me. What can I do differently for them to choose me? You know, that makes a lot of sense. So basically you're saying, so... If you're observing your own personal vibration and then you're looking to, let's say, date somebody, are you also looking to see if your if your vibration is wanting to vibrate the same way around that person? Like their vibration, they should want they should make you feel like you want to live how you feel best, right? They should bring out the best in you. 
Absolutely. And if you're starting to feel that vibration weaken, it's a really good indicator. And this is what it's for. It's to use as a barometer, but it's a really good indicator that perhaps they're not on the same vibrational level as you. And perhaps it's not a good match. Mm -hmm. And not, not ignoring that sense, right? Because then what happens is you're just falling into the wrong relationship. And then you're thinking that you manifested the wrong relationship when in fact, you just ignored the signs. (laughs) Absolutely. And look, the personal vibration is made up of so many different things. And this is what we unpack in the book. But, you know, it's your values. It's recognizing the things that make you feel good and the things that don't make you feel good. And it's really having a good sense of who you are at your essence before you go and share it with somebody else. And so why do you say that love needs a rebrand? (laughs) I think love definitely needs a rebrand because we have interpreted our vision and understanding of love based on everything outside of ourselves. So I'm talking things like, you know, Hollywood movies, you know, Nicholas Sparks novels, what we witnessed growing up from either our parents or just the adults in our lives, if you weren't raised by your own parents, um, and also our past relationships. You know, we have this very clear idea in our head of what love should look like and what love should feel like, but we've based that on the external. And what I'm trying to get people to do is come back to the pure essence of love inside of themselves. And so you talk about your love GPS. So like we've kind of touched upon it already, but let's go into depth about that because I feel like that will really help people find love and find happiness in themselves and in the relationship. Yeah, so your love GPS, I guess, is based on this value system again. So really kind of recognizing what your love values are so that you can decide in the moment if they're aligned with somebody that you're in a relationship with or if you find it really hard to access those values. The other thing I encourage people to do, instead of sitting, and this is a a very famous manifestation exercise that I don't really agree with is sitting down and writing like a list of your ideal partner's traits and using that as a tool for manifestation. But instead of doing that, I encourage people to still write a list, but write a list of all the things that you want to feel in a relationship and and not how you want them to make you feel, but the feelings that you want to be able to have access to while in relationship with someone. And what you can do is use those feelings, again, as a barometer for whether you're able to access them or not with this person and whether or not they're the right person for you. That makes so much sense. Rather than thinking about those things, think about how you want to feel. I think that's amazing. And it's such good advice and it's such practical advice. But you also believe and you tell us that, you know, I, I remember it was in Chapter 8, you talk about how dating is not what it used to be. So how has it changed? even after I wrote that book, I finished writing that book in May 2020. So we were only, what, like two months or something into the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> well, since then, it's changed even more, right? We're, we're dealing with a very different dating landscape than we used to. But also, we're looking for different things in love than we used to. So, you know, if you go back 50 um, years, people weren't looking for the same things in love. They were looking for financial security. They were looking for companionship. They were looking for, um, I don't know, there's a host of different things. Mm -hmm. Now, where our timelines have changed, um, you know, women are in the workforce a lot more than they used to be and priorities are different. 
but even, you know, after the pandemic, the idea of meeting people in the same organic ways has shifted as well. So I think, you know, what I was trying to explain in that chapter is we can't hold ourselves to the same ideals that people were holding themselves 50, 60, 70 years ago. We really have to look at the landscape that we're in and date from that space. And you, you know, that's such a good point. And things really have changed from 60, 70 years ago, but they've also changed in the last, you know, year and a half, like post pandemic life. But you also talk about how like our parents might shape our love story, but they don't define it. So that's bringing us back. I know to my parents being married for, you know, probably 50 some odd years, things are different. So how do we not allow that relationship to define us? I think we witness a lot growing up from our parents and any adults that are raising us in our lives. Um, And for many people, not everyone, what we see starts to depict the love story that we tell ourselves. It starts to um, make us feel like we're defining love by what we've seen. And it's not just our parents. We see it from Hollywood and we see it Um, you know, in the books that we read and we use past relationships as well. But I think our parents' love story is always there for us to compare and we usually know it quite intimately. So I always say to people, it's one thing to know, it's one thing to understand it, but don't let it define how your own love story plays out. You suggest a few things to do as a way to land a date. What are those things and how can they help you land a date and possibly find higher love? Look, I talk about this in the book quite a bit and in a lot of detail, so it's hard to sum up in a couple of minutes. But the best way for you to land a date, the most efficient way, is to hop on the apps. And not everybody wants to hear that, but it really has become the norm. I explain in Higher Love how we can do it in a really conscious way, how we can do it in a way that doesn't feel superficial and really allows us time to find the right person for us. And I think that if we have concentrated on our personal vibration, we're really clear on what we want to feel and what we're looking for in love, then the app experience is a lot more easeful. Thank you so much for joining me today. If listeners want to learn more about you or purchase your books, how can they do that? If people want to find out more about me, they can head to my website, jordanalevine.com. All of my books are on there. I've also got my own podcast shows. They're all on my website. Um, Books can be purchased from all major book retailers. Um, And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, that's where I hang out the most. My Instagram handle is at Jordana Levin. And you can find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or my website, ClaudiaMachiella.com. Once again, Jordana, thank you so much for joining us. That's my show for this week. For previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.